0: Welcome to the Dying Desk Podcast. My name is Deirdre Fitzpatrick. Today, I'm going to sell you on watching the grass grow. Well, kind of. Bear with me on this one. I think you're going to see the light the way I have to. There are a couple things that people ask me for for pictures on social media, like in, in messages. One of them is, can we see your kids and your husband? Nope, not happening. They're just not into it. So that part of my life does not end up on social media. Another thing that people often ask me about is running information, or what kind of books are you reading? I'm totally into that. And that's why my Instagram name, by the way, is run, read, sip. Getting all my hobbies, running, reading, sipping wine into the one name. And then lately, people have been sending me notes and saying, how's your garden? Can I see some more pictures of your garden? And the truth is, I kind of started posting pictures of the garden accidentally a while back. And the response, I never thought people would be into seeing tomatoes. I really didn't. I thought, could there possibly be something more boring than me posting vegetable pictures? Um, Apparently no, because people were really, really into it. So... I've been sharing over the last you know, couple of years the fact that I'm really into it too and the reason why. So as the world has opened up and people are getting out there a little bit more, I feel like I'm running into people that I haven't seen in years. And those people who have seen the pictures apparently had no idea that I was like this. Um, and they will often say that, like, I had no idea you were into that. Which if you take it at just the, the sentence itself... Is super creepy, right? As you say it out loud. <laughs> but I know where they're going with it. Um, I, I never would have thought I'd be like this either, truthfully. Like younger fits, no way would you be able to say, like, someday you're gonna be described by people you know you as an extreme gardener. I just never would have thought that. In fact, I would have thought it was a life failure probably at that point in my life. Now I think it's like one of my greatest accomplishments. The thing is that growing things, whether it's flowers or vegetables, I think for me, especially in the last couple of years, has turned into a total mental health hack. It's like the running or the reading, or in moderation, the sipping is for me. But it's just like a really great hobby that offers this incredible payoff, even when things don't work there's still a payoff. So today's show is why gardening can be a great mental health hack. On this dying to ask, I'll tell you how I got into it. Spoiler, like a lot of things in my life, I did a story about it. I'll tell you what I read in a WebMD article that backs up my personal observations about the link to mental health. I mean, I'm not a doctor. I just read a lot of health stories on the news, but there are some really smart people who have researched this, and they say that there's something to this. And I'll give you some more workarounds, if you don't live in a place that has a lot of space to grow in. There's always something that you can do, no matter the space, how small, how dark, how fill in the blank, there's always something you can do. We are talking gardening. I cannot believe this, but it's super fun on this week's Dying Task. I'm Deirdre Fitzpatrick, and I've been anchoring morning news for more than 20 years. I thought I had seen and covered it all. Then came coronavirus, a pandemic anchoring in my living room, homeschooling my kids, and all the things that come with COVID, including a vaccine. It was supposed to get us all back on track living our best Instagrammable lives. Best lives-ish. The reality is we're still untangling what life looks like in a world post-pandemic. A lot of people describe a sense of never-ending overwhelm and anxiety. Is that just what life is like now? Or are there ways we can get back to living in the now? And this season of The Dying Desk Podcast is asking how we can hit the restart and start living again. All right, let's get into this. I live in Northern California, Sacramento, where a lot of people are into gardening. It's like a weather and a climate thing, really, because everything grows here. Like everything grows here. And when I moved here more than 20 years ago, I would hear people at the station talking about their tomatoes and their cucumbers. And I was like, oh my gosh, what have I come to? Honestly, it drove me crazy. Because at that point in my life, the only thing that was more boring than watching plants grow was listening to people talk about their plants growing. That said, I never turned down their free vegetables. But I definitely was not into the growing stuff. No matter how many of them told me I was missing out. Never wanted anything to do with it. Until the Great Recession. So you remember that? Like 2008, 2009, 2010. Um, I was doing a million stories about people losing their jobs, about ways to save money, and about people doing things for themselves because it would give their budget a break. And one of those things that people were doing was gardening. So they were growing their own stuff in the summer. And I did a segment for our morning news with an online channel called Oodlebox TV. So they did a lot of like DIY and HETV programming. And so they would bring their experts out and they would teach people how to do a variety of things, you know, a lot of cooking, a lot of decorating, and gardening. So I said, you know, I've got this huge section of my backyard. Um, we're not doing anything with it. I could probably build a couple of these garden boxes and I'll give it a try. I mean, if somebody who's really not into it could give it a try and pull it off, then maybe that would be interesting to our viewers. So we did it and we built these little boxes and I didn't have them properly irrigated and, you know, it was weeds and all the rest of it. But stuff started growing and I started walking out to the backyard every day just to see how much something had grown, like a little bit at a time. You know, when I was taking pictures to document it for the stuff that we were doing on the TV side. And I have to say, like, I really loved it. Like, I really, really enjoyed it. And so as the years went on, I got more and more ambitious and I would add things and, you know, just um, really started getting into it. And I started going down in the nursery and um, I met my local... Nursery guy. His name is Quentin. And I would pick his brain. So for like probably the last, you know, 10-15 years, Quentin has answered a million questions for me. It goes by Q for short. And he's fabulous. So that's really where my gardening thing came from. For a lot of Americans, the pandemic was that experience because you were home. So, you know, for people who thought, I don't have the time to get into something like that, all of a sudden they had the time to get into pretty much anything they wanted to. So, that was when people started really going crazy building the garden boxes, when they started growing everything that they could, when they started, you know, trying to like go back to like pioneer days, (laughs) you know, doing the sourdough starter and all that stuff. So I feel like gardening really exploded during the pandemic because for the first time in a long time, or maybe of any time, people had some time on their hands. So that has, I think, brought us to now when a lot of people are getting pretty good at this stuff. And what you notice is that, well, two things. One, you do save a lot of money. Two, it's oddly satisfying to grow your own food because inevitably it always tastes better than what you buy at the grocery store. Might not taste better than what you get at a farmer's market, but it almost always tastes better than the grocery store. And that is the thing that really sells you on it because it's good, right? Like, so if you get that instant payoff, then you're much more likely to do it. So I put this out on Instagram and Facebook this morning that I was working on this episode, just to ask people, what um, are they into the gardening stuff? Like, do you garden? What do you grow? Why do you do it? All that kind of stuff. And no surprise, That was the post that I did today that started to just blow up. So from Mergie on Instagram, um, she does both vegetables and flowers. She said she's had one for years. And she too looks forward to going out every morning to see how the growth has changed. And she also said she buys several packets of flower seeds to see how they will grow. They're all doing great. And she's working on her tomatoes too. Um, I'll read one more. Estate woman. That just sounds like a gardening name, doesn't it, for Instagram? I love to garden. I have a very small yard and garden, raised beds in my front yard. Very rewarding, not to mention there are always fresh herbs and something to mix for a healthy meal. I love to grow gigantic sunflowers. My neighborhood loves them too. That's one of my favorite things too, is to, as I'm going into the grocery store, if you've had a rough day, give yourself the dollar treat and buy the little packet of sunflower seeds. They take a while to grow, but they give you a lot of bang for the buck because they do grow relatively quickly because they grow so big you can actually walk out each day and you're like, Oh my gosh, they just grew like two inches. It's like watching your kids sometimes, like when they were babies and you are like, Whoa, okay. He's out of the three to six months clothes right now. That's a little bit what, you know, growing sunflowers is like. So people are into it, right? Okay. So now the question becomes, how do you do it? So I'm going to break this down into a couple of steps. Um, first step I would say is decide where and how you're going to grow. The reality is if you're going to do vegetables, you need a minimum of about six hours of daylight. So you need to find a spot where you can get some sun. If you want to grow tomatoes, if you want to grow lettuce, whatever, you need to have that spot. If you are lucky enough to have a big enough area, you can build a couple of boxes. It's the easy button to do the, the, because you don't have to do as much maintenance. The other thing you can do is you just plant in the ground like I did when I started off. I prefer the container of the pots because um, it's not as overwhelming. (laughs) It's less work, right? Plants, of course, need water. Hopefully that's not news to you, you know that. There are two ways they're gonna get that water. One is you're gonna have it on some sort of a sprinkler. The second is you can walk out there and dump water on it yourself. So if you're doing something small, like say you're going to, say, live in an apartment and you're going, you have a, a little patio and you're gonna try to grow something in a pot, watering it could be as easy as taking your cup of water in the morning and just dumping it on it at the same time every day, right? If you can automate it and you can put it on some sort of a drip system, that is the best. And since we're in a drought, you don't waste as much water that way. So that's a really good thing. One thing I would say is that if you are going to hand water something, try to tie it to a habit so that you don't forget to water. So for example, every night, you know, you have to put the dinner dishes away. Do it then. That's something you know you're going to do every day another habit would be brushing hopefully brushing your teeth you do that in the morning probably in the evening maybe that's the time you go out and you hand water whatever you're doing so next step you got to figure out what you want to grow um, depending on what part of the country or the world since we're an international show you're going to grow different things tomatoes where i live in northern california oh my gosh, you can't, like the more you abuse them, the better they grow. That's not the case in other parts of the country where you're dealing with things like humidity because that dry heat is what makes something like tomatoes grow really well. So the best thing to do if you are a total newbie to all of this is go down to your local nursery and find your Quentin, find your Q, find your person, who can tell you, you know, you live in this place, this is what will grow well here. And tell them you wanna be set up for success. Tell me the thing that no matter how much abuse I do because I have forgotten to do something for it, it will still give me a little bit of payoff. So go down in the nursery and find out what they're selling. The gardeners there love to talk. So go find your gardening mentor in the nursery and find your local nursery versus somewhere like a big box hardware store. Because you're probably going to see the same person out there each time. And that is where you get into like your gardening convos. And that is where you will really feel like you've turned in your parents. And you know what? You have. And it's not that bad. It's okay. So you could do vegetables. You could do flowers. Flower seeds from a packet, as the one viewer was telling us, are really satisfying. And it costs like a buck. So so easy. So you could do the flowers um, if you want to have a little... Extra kind of oomph out of it. Maybe pick some flowers that say they're cut flowers, and that way you could grow them, put them in a vase, and really kind of enjoy the whole thing. Like you'll go full circle on it. Vegetables are probably going to take you anywhere from 60 to 80 days to eat, so it's a little bit of an investment. But you know, like what else are you doing these days, right? All right. So those are those are your two your two big steps. One, decide where you're going to plant, and then the second one, decide what you're going to plant. Easy peasy, right? All right. So now let's talk about the mental health part of it. And so that I don't get in trouble with people saying, you know, you're not a psychologist. No, I'm not. Um, But I do know a lot of really smart people because of my job. (laughs) So I'm going to quote from a WebMD article uh, in honor of my former guest, Dr. John White, who is the uh, head of WebMD and just an awesome guy. And they had a great article on their site called How Gardening Affects Mental Health. So they listed out a couple of things that I'll go through. And ironically, they were basically the same things I had come up with on my own, but uh, being validated here in this article. And I will link this article in the show notes because it's really good. It's not very long at all. So why get out there and get in the dirt? Number one, it's a mood booster. Why? Because you're outside. You focus. Those little details. When you focus on something small, it forces you to stop thinking about a lot of other things, right? You stop thinking about some of the negative things that maybe have been preoccupying your brain. And that's why it is so peaceful. So let's say you're on the phone. You have a call you got to make. I'll take my call out there in my garden. And you know what I do? I sit there and I pick weeds. Not that there are that many to pick, but I, I I just like pick at it. It's really great, you know? So mood booster. Number two it will boost your self-esteem, growing things. Growing something gives you follow-through. It gives you a sense of accomplishment. You did that. You went from A to B. You grew it, then you ate it. That's kind of awesome. That's like caveman awesome. That's taking care of yourself awesome. So it will help with your self-esteem. The third thing is a garden will impact your attention span. And I know this to be true because lockdown killed my focus. My superpower has always been my focus, my ability to tune out everything else when I need to, to focus on something right at hand. I mean, that's basically, we call that breaking news in the news business and lockdown really made it challenging because there were so many different drains on my brain that I found that it was a lot more challenging to focus. I really have to work on my focus for the first time in my life. Gardening, however, gives it back to me. So going outside, And being able to notice very subtle growth is a gift because it takes focus and that focus comes with practice. And after a while, it starts to become automatic again. So it's that idea of doing, we've talked about this on the show before, singular focus, all your attention to one thing. And in fact, that singular focus If you have, maybe you're an adult who lives with any kind of attention issue, ADHD, ADD, um, supposedly like that singular focus is a big key to being able to get through things. So that is um, super beneficial there too. Okay, number four, in the WebMD article, they mention exercise. Now I'm going to be honest with you. I always hear that gardening is great exercise. I don't really buy it. I think you get a good workout the day you put things in and you're hauling like big bags of soil around. I don't know that when you're just out there like picking tomatoes, like you're doing cardio. I really don't know that I believe that. However, I would say it's better than nothing and any movement is better than no movement. And so if for some reason you are not able to get out and walk or exercise in a more conventional method, then you know what? Maybe gardening could be that thing. And particularly for some of our older population. Maybe that is a good thing, doing that. All right. And then the last thing, and this is not in the WebMD article. This one's on me, so I don't need WebMD to back me up on this. Um, Gardening can be very social. It really can. If you take a walk around your neighborhood, inevitably, you will probably see someone out there working in a garden. They are you know, picking something or pruning something or they're mowing something. And I will tell you that if you don't know a lot of your neighbors, which a lot of us don't these days, if you stop and offer a compliment or an observation, a positive one, please, (laughs) offer some sort of interaction, it's a great way to get to know people. And if you are new to the whole gardening thing, it's a great way to learn things too. So learn something have a moment, and be social. Now, if you are listening to this and you think, this sounds completely overwhelming, I get you. So what I would say then is, think about maybe finding somewhere to borrow a garden. And I'm talking about a community garden. These have become very popular in a lot of different communities. In fact, there is a community garden right across the street From where the TV station is, KCRA TV in Sacramento, we have a community garden, um, not for the KCRA community, but for the neighborhood that lives around it. And it's a fenced off area and neighbors go in. And they work in the garden. And then I assume they, they share some of the, the veggies. But it's a pretty densely populated urban area. But they still have that community garden. I think that's really great. And I have also noticed that a lot of schools now have started community gardens as well because it gets the kids doing some outdoor learning. It gets the kids outside in the sunshine, giving them a little bit of vitamin D. And if they're not learning how to grow things at home, it also gives them a little exposure to that. So I think that that's pretty cool. So if you're like, look, I'm not doing a garden, but I like the idea. Go find a community garden to volunteer in. Let you dip your toes in the water and you might find it's like, you know, just kind of fun. You'll meet some different people. So the thing that I've noticed lately when I was mentioning earlier that people who, you know, friends I have who follow me on Instagram or whatever have come up to me and they're like, "I just don't get it. I don't understand where you find the time." They think that I spend a lot of time doing this, and the reality is, trust me, and I am I'm being 100% truthful with you on this. I don't spend a lot of time doing it. I really don't. Um, I, like I mentioned earlier, I walk around the garden when I'm on the phone and I pick weeds that way. It's work at the beginning of the season and the end of the season. You'll do, you'll do a work day out there, but we're only talking a couple of hours. I mean, this isn't like old McDonald's, right? This is like your backyard. Maybe your front yard. It's maybe it's on your patio at your apartment. So That's just where I choose to spend a few minutes every day. It's not a lot of time. It really isn't. I probably, I spend more time matching socks every week than I do working in the garden. I really do. People in my house wear so many socks. I don't know how we go through as many as we do, but I spend a lot of time doing that. I would rather spend that time in the garden. Heads up, family, if you're listening, please match your socks, okay? Okay. So set aside some time, give it a try. Growing your own food is oddly, bizarrely satisfying. To think that you have nothing to eat in the fridge and you have that, I bet you have that thought a couple times a week, but then you walk out and you pick something you grew is kind of amazing. I mean, it's really, really cool. And that is perhaps where the greatest mental health benefit really comes from. You did it for yourself and your family and it works. Now, if it doesn't work and you kill something, it's not the end of the world because you can grow something else. (laughs) You really can. So that's how my garden grows. Recapping, pick a spot, decide what you're going to grow, plant it, water it, rinse and repeat, and then sit back and see how it makes you feel. And I will be shocked if you tell me that you did not get a mental health boost out of that. All right, let me know. Let me know how this goes. I would love to hear what you think of this very scintillating gardening episode. So please reach out to me on Instagram. You can message me at run, read, sip. It should be like grow, read, sip, shouldn't it? Grow, run, read, sip. Too many hobbies. Um, message me at run, read, sip. You can also email me at dfitzpatrick at hearst.com. If you enjoyed this, I would love to see a picture of your garden with a link to this episode on social media. That would be amazing. (laughs) So let me know about it. Share it on your social channels and make sure you tag me as well. Thank you for listening. This is my TED Talk on gardening, and we'll see you next week on Dying to Ask.